We break down UNC quarterback Drake May. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope you are all having a fantastic start to your Wednesday. We are continuing on with our prospect breakdown series here on the show. It was Caleb Williams on Monday. Today, it is UNC quarterback Drake May. We have a nice compare and contrast that we are able to do as we continue here in the summertime to go through these top quarterbacks. And we are at some point going to have a full list of of our top 10 guys entering the 2023 college season for the 2024 draft cycle. Spent this morning uh, watching Drake May, obviously with the evaluation of Caleb Williams in the back of my mind. Uh, there's some comparing and, and contrasting that we can do with both of these guys. I will say we watched two games again of Drake May, watched the 2022 bowl game against Oregon in the Holiday Bowl, and then we watched a, a game in 2022 as well against Virginia in some ACC play. Uh, I don't look at the box score before I click on the game. Um, I normally just look at the, the list of games that I have in front of me, and I pick games that are interesting and, and uh, appeal to me. The Oregon game, I knew it was the bowl game. Um, and again, a non-conference um, opponent, interesting to me to, to, to look at it through that lens to see uh, how Drake May can perform in that kind of environment. And then I watched a conference game against Virginia as well, and he, he played pretty well uh, in that game from a statistical perspective. But we've got all of our notes written down he here. And again, like I said, it's, it's very difficult to not go into this evaluation uh, after watching Caleb Williams on Monday and knowing that the it is a two-horse race, at least as of this moment, for QB1 in 2024, uh, that you're not comparing and contrasting the two as you're watching them. And I will say this as a top-level view here, and we, we had this takeaway, at least I did on Monday, that we did not view Caleb Williams as a generational prospect. We didn't want to use that term. We think he's a very good prospect. We understand why he's getting all the praise that he's getting, but I didn't want to put that label on him. Uh, and that opened the door to, for potentially Drake May to uh, pass him on my personal board here as QB1. Um, but I will say these two quarterbacks, while they are the two guys that we're talking about at the top of this class, they are two very different players. They are two very different styles. With Caleb Williams, you get the off-platform, you get the um, unicorn, the different arm slots, the zip, the ability to just create stuff out of thin air, the mobility on another level. You just get different things with Caleb Williams than you are going to get with Drake May. I think that's the, the first place I want to start. They're two very different players in how they operate their offenses and their skill set. They're both very talented um, as well, but that's the big difference that I see between Caleb Williams and Drake May is there are things that Caleb Williams does that Drake May just just not going to do. They're just very different players in the way that they operate uh, their offense. But I will say this, and I don't want to bury the lead here, so I want to do this at the beginning, and then I'll get into the breakdown um, of Drake May specifically. Uh, I have Drake May as my QB1 right now. Uh, I have Drake May ahead of Caleb Williams. It's close. It's by a smidge. Um, it would be a 1A, 1B conversation. But for right now, um, I have Drake May ahead of Caleb Williams. And I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case after watching Caleb and liking Caleb a lot more than I thought I was going to. And when I first started the, the breakdown of Drake May today, I was I was I was questioning whether or not I was going to come to that conclusion, uh, but I did. So Drake May is my QB one right now, um, and it's close. But I have Drake May one a little bit over uh, Caleb Williams, and there's a lot of reasons why. I think when you look at Drake May, and I'm not ignoring you guys, I'm just looking down at my notes here, um, just to make sure that I get through everything that I want to talk about. Um, I think he has the ability to. 
hit those tight window throws when he's in the pocket. He's able to see things really well. Um, he had a couple of those throws um, in the Oregon game that really stood out to me, where if he's in the pocket, um, he's able to just be on time. He's able to put it in the right spot. Um, I love the touch that he has. This is the biggest difference that I see between him uh, and Caleb Williams is in that short intermediate stuff, he's got a great ability to put touch on the ball, to put it in a spot where only his receiver is going to be able to get it. He's able to lead guys really well. Running backs on swing passes, he's able to put it in a spot where they can catch and run. If he's got crossers, he's able to put the ball right on his wide receiver so that they can catch it in stride and turn the ball upfield. The spot throws, if he knows a guy's going to turn and face him, the ball's right on the money. Um, I think his ball pace, ball placement is just excellent. Um, when he when he's in the pocket, it's great. Um, the the one concern that I do have with um, Drake May, and I don't know, I, Bailey, you're throwing your thoughts in there, so maybe you noticed it. If Sam Teets is in here, he can probably share this thought as well. I felt at times, and I'm not a big guy uh, when it comes to mechanics. I don't feel like I'm an expert in this regard. But for me, there are times in which he's in the pocket and things are on schedule. There's not a ton of stuff breaking down in front of him. And it feels like he just abandons his lower body mechanics and just relies on his arm to get it there. Now, he gets it there because his arm is good enough to do it. But there are times where it feels to me that he's abandoning his lower body and just flipping his hips and really driving the ball. And it feels like he relies on his arm a lot sometimes. Um, just, just one of those things where when we talk about these guys not being perfect prospects and we talk about things that we want to see them improve on, that's something for me that I'd like to see him improve on because sometimes it feels like he just abandons his lower half and tries to get there uh, with his arms. But we mentioned uh, the tight window throws. We mentioned the lower body mechanics. I do think at times he, he, he shows great poise and is able to stand in the pocket and then he puts it all together and he is working his lower body and he's able to put the ball right on the money. And it's really, really impressive uh, that he's able uh, to do that. He has the size that you're looking for at the quarterback position. He has the mobility that you're looking for at the quarterback position. And this is a point that I really want to emphasize. I think he's a better runner than Caleb Williams. And I think he's a better runner um, than Caleb Williams in this regard. I think everything is compact. I think everything is under control. I think everything is deliberate. Uh, he knows exactly what he wants to do, where he wants to go, when he chooses to take off. When he is scrambling out of the pocket and he has made the determination that he is going to tuck this ball and he's going to run, it just feels like everything is under control. He knows what he wants to do. It's deliberate. He's really good at with, with some ball fakes to be able to make a defender miss and he's able to pick up extra yards. That, to me, is the difference in terms of scrambling. I think Caleb's more athletic. And I think Caleb can do more of those jukey plays that makes guys miss. But when you talk about a guy that's under control and knows what he wants to do, and I think is very deliberate in his actions when running the football, that's the way that I see Drake May uh, when he was scrambling uh, quite a bit this year. And and again, I, the the thing with Caleb is we think he keeps his head up too much and doesn't put his head down and run. And I think you could say the opposite about Drake is when he makes the decision that this is not working and he's going to bail, his head goes down. And he's not looking down the field potentially at times to hit some passes. So if if both of those guys could walk back from the extremes, I think they would be much better runners than they already are. Um, and again, they both have, I believe, above average um, ability in the running game, being able to be a scrambler. The design runs, I think, just look better from Drake. I think it's under control. He, again, he knows what he wants to do. Uh, and so that was a big takeaway uh, for me as well. Uh, we mentioned uh, him being... Um, having great touch and great ball placement. I think that's just a huge difference for me between him and Caleb, right? I think Caleb, everything's got zip on it. Everything's a fastball. Everything is a hundred miles an hour. 
I think with Drake, you see his ability to lead his running back, to lead his receiver out in space, and just be able to throw. Even to the boundary, he's able to put some touch on it to get it out of a defender's way, and he's not solely relying on the ability to throw a fastball every single time and just just beat uh, the defender to the spot with the ball because it's so fast. He's able to use touch, and he's able to put take some stuff off, add some stuff to it. I would like to see him try to use some more zip at times, Feels like sometimes he relies a little bit too much on being able to put some touch on it. We'd like to see him zip it in there um, and use the arm that he does have. Um, his accuracy can go away at times, I think, in the intermediate stuff when his lower body stuff kind of, uh, uh, he abandons it. He can kind of just miss. It's a little bit long. Sometimes he throws it a little short. Um, that's a big thing for me that i like to see him work on. His deep ball accuracy isn't fantastic. Um, there are times where he, he'll miss a wide open receiver by a stride or two. He, he did that um, once in the Virginia game. Um, that I would, I just finished that game up. That's why that's at, at the top of the, of my mind, but he had a receiver and he kind of missed him by a step and a half. And so the deep ball accuracy is something that I'd like to see him work on. Um, but his intermediate stuff, middle of the field stuff, he's really good. Um, he's really good at finding those windows in the middle of the field and just hitting them and hitting his receiver right in the right in, in the sweet spot for his receiver to be able to make a catch and either just sit down in a spot and make a catch and pick up a bunch of yards, or he puts them on a spot where his receivers able to make a play, uh, and continue to gain some yards. So it was really impressive. Uh, in that regard, I'll share some thoughts here from the chat. Bailey says Drake may on schedule is an assassin. He has a variety of arm angles and throws with different velocities to allow him to be accurate to every part of the field. Good in the short game at helping his guys get yak by leading them away from defenders throws with anticipation consistently and got better as the year went on. He, uh, he has shown consistent mechanics, but he gets lazy with them often when winning in games or when he's on a roll, he will start getting too comfy and start relying on his arm talent. Yeah. You can see it at times there, that last point that you make there, Bailey, um, he just, he, his arm talent is so good. He knows he can put the ball where he wants to put it. And sometimes he just, just abandons finishing and driving and using his, his hips and his lower half and his legs uh, to drive through. Um, you know, he doesn't have the arm angles that Caleb Williams does. You're not going to see him use the various different arm slots and be able to sidearm it and sling it and have the zip on it to throw it, you know, you know, 35, 40 yards down the field. He doesn't have that type of variety in his arm angles. Um, I think his motion's a little weird at times. Um, but again, I'm not a guy that breaks down mechanics and, and arm motions. That's not my expertise. Um, it's just something that I, I was keeping an eye on uh, while watching him. But he doesn't have that level of, you know, uh, variability in his arm angles and being able to throw the ball. But for me, I think the biggest difference is the controlled nature in which he runs the football, the touch and ball placement, um, and just those two things for me are what separates him from Caleb Williams and why I like him just a little bit more. I think, again, Caleb's going to give you all the off-platform stuff, all the stuff where he's able to run around and make plays. And again, I think he's a little bit more athletic than Drake. Not to say that Drake's not athletic. He is, and he's able to make guys miss. But that, to me, uh, is the biggest difference between the two of them. And I like a guy that's able to say, you know what? I'll take a little bit off here, and I'm able to precisely put this ball where I want it with a little bit of touch, drop it in over the top of a defender, or lead a guy in stride by putting a little taking a little bit off of it uh, and letting him make a play. So that's the difference for me. Bailey says the biggest concern for me is when he feels pressure, took sacks at a high rate and due to the poor UNC offensive line, he ends up seeing ghosts and getting skittish at time. Biggest area to clean up. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. There are times where it feels as if there are a couple of plays where he takes a sack and I can see what he's trying to do. And I can see that he sees a big play and he's trying to stay in there and make something happen that he probably should just abandon. And then what you'll see is when stuff like that happens, he then will get a little a little jumpy and a little skittish, and he kind of abandoned stuff a little bit quicker for my liking. Again, let me make something very, very clear here. Both of these guys, Caleb Williams and Drake May, they're not perfect prospects. There are things that they would that, that, that I think they would even admit that they would want to work on. 
Um, there are things that I would like them to work on, but we're evaluating these guys, looking at how they stack up uh, for the 2024 campaign. And I know Sam just dropped in here, and so I'll share the thought again uh, here after doing the evaluation. But for me, I have Drake May just a little bit ahead uh, of Caleb Williams as, as QB1 um, at, at this moment. Uh, I thought Drake May's ball placement and accuracy were better than Caleb Williams. I agree 100%. Um, I agree 100%. That is my biggest takeaway from looking at both of these guys. I think Drake is able to put his receivers in a better position to succeed because of his ability to to put the ball in good spots. I think his accuracy is better. I don't think he's got a great deep ball at this stage of, of his career. Um, and I think the touch is better too, Sam. Uh, I think that's my other takeaway that I shared here. I think, you know, Caleb in the two games that I watched, everything's a zip. Everything's hundred miles an hour. Everything's go, 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 go. And you can get away with that when you're that good and you're that talented. But I like seeing a, a quarterback that's able to drop the ball in and throw with some touch and throw with some anticipation. Um, I like that quite a bit. And so that, that, that maybe it's a personal bias with what I'm looking for out of my quarterback. Um, but I just love that skill set. Uh, Bailey says, May is QB1 for me too, Chris. It is close, but I have more faith in May translating. And I will say, going into the prospect, um, going into the, the the project here, I thought that I would come away with Drake May as QB1. I didn't think that after Monday. When I got done watching Caleb Williams, I thought to myself, wow, I like Caleb Williams a heck of a lot more um, than I thought I was going to. And I thought that was going to hurt Drake May in his evaluation. But when I sat down and watched Drake May this morning, I was like, you know what? I, I'm still there. I still like Drake a lot more. Uh, Heldy says he took the stuff they allowed him to take. Oh, you talk about the Clemson game that you were watching. He did that in the um, Virginia game for sure. Um, he'll just take the stuff that you give him in the middle of the field. Defender will sit down in his own, and he'll just throw it in there. And he'll let his receiver make a play. Um, Heldy says... That might be what keeps Williams overmade to me. I know it lends itself to risk, but I like a guy with a rare, unreplicable trait. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. And you're not going to get that with Drake May. It's why I said that they're two very different quarterbacks. Drake May is is your more traditional. Look, I don't like doing this. I don't. Let me just make it clear here, and I'll share this with the chat, and I'll let, and see what you guys think. But me watching these guys, I sit here, and I and and we think when we watch Caleb Williams, everybody likes to throw out the Patrick Mahomes comparison, right? Because of the the unpredictability, the ability to go around, and he's got the different arm angles, and he is able to do all those different things, right? I think for me, when I watch Drake May, and I'm not saying he's this player, right? I, he is not this player, but he reminds me a lot of Justin Herbert in college, right? Of the mobility is a strength. It's not going to wow you. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not Lamar Jackson. It's not Josh Allen, but it's it's above average mobility. It's good ball placement. It's accuracy. He's able to, to do the things that you'd like him to do. That's kind of how I see it. Again, I'm not saying that Drake May is Justin Herbert. And I don't think they're there if we were looking at them. And I didn't grade Herbert out that year. So I don't know where I would have them. But that's the, the vision that I get when watching him. And maybe that's because I got the Mahomes thing in the back of my mind with Caleb Williams. Um, but that's kind of the way that I see it. Uh, Healthy says, Williams wanting to push things uh, down all the time makes makes me like him more on a personal preference perspective. I get that. Listen, this is this. I think that I, I don't... I don't sit here saying that Drake May is my QB1, saying that I think you're foolish for having Caleb Williams as your QB1. I think anybody who watches both of these players and comes to the conclusion that Caleb Williams is your QB1, I can totally understand it. I can totally resonate with it. I have them very close. And I would not be surprised if by the end of the season, it's flipped. But I'm just telling you where I, I see it right now. Um, I think on a throw-for-throw -throw basis, May probably has a better grasp of keeping things clean and more refined, but I love the style Williams plays with. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair way to describe 
the way that they two play. And I love the refined nature of Drake May. And I think there's room for improvement. I think there's room to keep his head up when he's running the football and being able to try to make plays. And he does it. There's there's spurts where he'll be escaping the pocket and he'll see something and he's able to throw. He had a throw. I think it was in the Virginia game. He starts escaping to his left and his receiver flashes right in front of him. And he's side mechanics all, all over the place. He's sidearming it, just flicking it. And he throws, he throws a dart. It's perfect. And I'd like to see him do that a little bit more. I love the way he runs, and I love the way he conducts himself in the design runs where he's just under control. He knows what he wants to do um, with the football. He knows where he wants to go uh, when running the ball, and he's able to make guys miss. But I'd like to see him keep his head up a little bit more and throw because there are some times where some guys are open. Um, so that's room for improvement. I'd love to see him throw the ball with some more zip, be able to, to, to use that arm talent a little bit more. And I'd love to see him get better in the deep ball game. I'm talking stuff 30, 40, 50 yards down the field. I'd like to see him with that with those with that deep stuff being able to drop it more in the bucket. So those are the, the areas of concern that I have for Drake May, some places that I'd like him to to refine his game. Um but yeah, I mean it's going to be a fun year watching both of these guys battle it out because I, there is a very clear reason why we're talking about these two guys as the top two quarterbacks um in this class. So I, I really enjoyed myself today watching Drake May. Um and again, I have him as my personal QB1 right now. Uh, ahead of Caleb Williams. It's by like that much. By like that much. And I, I reserve the right to, to change my mind later. Um, but again, I woke up this morning not thinking that I was going to be there because of how impressed I was with Caleb Williams. Both of these guys, I think, are uh, head and shoulders above the, the the crop of quarterbacks that we talked about in the 2023 class. I think both of these guys are difference makers. So I don't have actual grades for them. We'll do that a little bit later in the process when I grade them out. But here in the summertime, uh, I have Drake May QB1, Caleb Williams QB2, and I will go on record that I don't think any of the other quarterbacks that we're going to watch are going to reach this tier. I think they're all going to slot in behind them. Um, and so the, this is the battle that we will that we will, we will will play out. Jamie says, great, good. Yes, my grade for Drake May is good. He's a good quarterback prospect. I have the same grade for Caleb Williams as well. They're both very good. Uh, and I can't wait to see them continue to develop. And the spotlight's going to be on uh, Caleb, I think, a little bit more than Drake. Because um, I think nationally, the, the perspective is Heisman winner, uh, talked about as the number one pick. Right? There's going to be a ton of media attention, USC, Lincoln Riley, all that stuff. So I think Drake May can kind of fall a little bit under the radar, but I, I don't think it's going to take long for, for everybody else to catch up, I think, on how good Drake May is. And again, if you have Drake May QB2, there's no complaints here. I, I totally understand it. Now, I want to close the show with this. This is, this is the perks of being here in the live YouTube audience. This is the perks of being a part of the live YouTube show. Bailey, that's the question that I'm going to ask you guys in the chat. Who are we watching on Friday? Who is the next quarterback up for us to discuss here on the show? We've talked about the top two guys. Other names that we can discuss. We can we can watch Quinn Ewers. We can watch Michael Penix. We can watch Bo Nix. We can watch Jordan Travis. We can watch Cam Ward. Those are just some of the names that we can discuss next here on the show. So I'm going to open it up to the chat of who they would like to see us watch next. Heldy says Bo Nix or Michael Penix. Sam Teat says J.J. McCarthy. Bailey says J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix. Do me an IU favor and do Penix. All right, we'll do Michael Penix Jr. next. How about that? That'll be our next quarterback up for us to discuss here on the show. McCarthy is your QB3. Okay, listen, we're going we're, we're gonna to do this three days a week for the next couple of weeks until we get through a, good, uh, a decent amount of these quarterbacks. So we're going to have a lot of these guys to discuss. So we will discuss Michael Penix, and then we'll get to, to J.J. McCarthy um, I'll probably on Monday, we'll have him be our Monday study, uh, as we continue to roll through this prospect series. So, yep, there you have it. The big takeaways, Drake may QB one for me. I don't see that changing between now and the start of the season. We'll see how it evolves throughout the course of the year. 
Um, but yeah, Drake made my QB one. Uh, I very much enjoyed watching him today. Had a, had a blast, uh, and enjoy and, and had, had takeaways that I didn't think I was going to have for him. Uh, after watching Caleb Williams, I did not think we were going to get to the QB one conversation, but we did. And so for me, QB one right now, Drake may. So we got Michael Penix that we are going to watch, uh, on Friday. We've got one more show here in between on Thursday. We've got a lot of news to get into. Maybe we'll talk about Justin Herbert's contract, what that means for Joe Burrow and the quarterback market at large. Uh, potentially, we'll see what else happens uh, here over the next 24 hours. But I appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the show. We are entering uh, a new chapter here on this show. We've got prospect breakdowns. These these things are not going to stop. We're going to continue these probably for the foreseeable future. we got training camp storylines. We've got... Uh, draft stuff starting up here with mock drafts. We've got games starting to be played. We are about to enter the first full season. Remember, this show started in the middle of the year last year at the end of October. This is our first full calendar year doing this show start to finish for the college and the pro season. Um, so I'm looking forward to what this this next chapter of this show brings. Excited for you to be a part of it. So this is a perfect time to rate, review, subscribe, share the show. Join us if you can on the YouTube side of things, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when you can join us over there. Uh, you can be a part of the live YouTube chat. Uh, we've got all of the videos on demand. If you can't catch us live, just go to the Draft Network on YouTube. Click the live tab. All the VODs are there. Do me a favor. If you're watching the VODs or you're watching the live show, give the video a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Subscribe. We greatly do appreciate it. All of that stuff. That's going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. Hope you all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Talk with you all tomorrow.